0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec,
1: the place to stay updated and educated.
0: Tech Guide, episode 412. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and welcome to any first-time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to go through the Samsung announcements from the Virtual Galaxy Unpacked event. Uh, This includes the new flagship Galaxy Note 20 smartphones, as well as the Galaxy Watch 3, the Galaxy Buds Live, the Galaxy Tab S7, and a follow-up to the original folding phone, the Galaxy Z Fold 2. So a lot to get through there. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Sony WH-1000XM4 noise-cancelling headphones. We also check out the new TCL 10 Pro and 10L smartphones. And we also chat with TCL Australia boss Sam Skontos about them. And LG has announced a 48-inch OLED TV that's ideal for gaming. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company to keep you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, I wasn't in New York this time. Last year, I was in New York for the unpacked event for the Note uh, launch of the Samsung Note smartphones. This year, uh, with the current situation, of course, it was a virtual event. So it was, uh, I think it was at midnight on last Wednesday, I think, or Thursday, and went till about nearly two o'clock in the morning. And they had a lot to announce. That's why it took so long. Samsung announced the new Galaxy Note 20 and the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. We're going to focus in this part of the show on the phones. And in the next two segments, we're going to talk about the other products the Buds Live, the Watch 3 and the Tab S7. And following that, we're going to also talk about, we're going to spend some time talking about the new folding phone, the Galaxy Z Fold 2 that they teased, but uh, I've got a lot to say about that one as well. But let's start off though with the stars of the show. You could say the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. Two devices, one has a 6.7-inch display. The Note 20 Ultra has a 6.9-inch display, so pretty big screens. They're going to be available in 4G and 5G variants. They go on sale on August 21. And they are already on uh, on the, available for pre-order. If you pre-order them now, you do get a fair a free pair of the Galaxy Buds Live earphones that I'll talk about in the next segment. Pricing for the Note 20 starts at one thousand four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. The Note 20 Ultra starts at one thousand eight hundred and forty-nine dollars. I'll go through pricing and configurations and mem- internal memory a little bit later, but this was uh, as expected. The note event, and it was the the devices, the the note devices. You have to understand are their pinnacle products. they like the Galaxy S range is their flagship. their their main flagship premium smartphones that that it has a wider appeal to customers. The Note series of phones have always been those larger screens, uh, a lot lot more powerful, focus on performance, focus on productivity. They also include the S Pen, which is the little pen that that's what kind of what makes the Note, the Note is the S Pen. So these are like a powerhouse phones. These are if you're a power user or a power consumer. So if you, if you like enjoying your content on the move, you want it in high quality, great quality screen and at high speed, perhaps over 5G, then these are the sort of products you look at. And, and if you want to create the content as well, there, there are some certainly some amazing new features that will allow you to do that also. Uh, the 6.7-inch Note20, uh, that's got a, a full HD plus Super AMOLED plus Infinity-O display, so it's like a little hole punch for the camera. It's got a resolution of 2400 by 1080, uh, and that's HDR10 plus certified. The Note20 Ultra... Has a larger screen, 6.9 inch quad HD plus dynamic AMOLED 2X Infinity O display. And it also has a 3088 by 1440 resolution, HDR 10 plus, of course, but it's also got 120 hertz refresh rate. So it's a lot smoother. Uh, really, really nice to not when you're scrolling, you'll notice it when you're scrolling web pages and scrolling between screens, and when you're watching things, you really do notice that ref, refresh rate. It offers a bit more smoother, silkier playback of your video. Uh, both phones are also, as you'd expect, powered by some pretty powerful processors seven nanometer, six bit, octa core, three gigahertz processors, and up to 12 gig of RAM on the products. So the Ultra offers up to 12 gig. And up to 512 gig storage as well. Uh, And the Note 20 Ultra, as an added bonus, also has expandable memory. So you can choose to use the slot, the memory tray, the tray as a second for a second SIM card or your memory card. So they, they, you can choose either two SIMs or one SIM and a memory card. It's up to you. Uh, Design-wise, I think that they look a lot like the S20, uh, the Galaxy S20 that was released earlier this year. So similar look and feel, the same camera structure, that same rectangular camera structure in the top left of the, of the rear panel. Uh, the difference between the two devices though, the Note 20 has a flat screen. So it's got a goes edge to edge, uh, slight bezel around it, but no curved edges. It's a flat phone, flat edge, flat screen on the phone. The Note 20 Ultra uh, has slightly curved edges on left and right of the screen. So it does give you that borderless, that infinity look to the device and also looks a bit more stylish too. I'm a fan of the, of the Ultra. I'm always, I always go for the bigger screens and the the, uh, the 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 sort of higher variant. It's I'm a, I'm a go big or go home kind of guy. So uh, naturally, the Note 20 Ultra uh, is in my wheelhouse, and I'll, I should be getting it any day now to review, and I'll be able to share that review with you in the in the coming weeks. Uh, of course, the S Pen we should mention uh, is now more versatile than ever. There are new, there are five new S Pen gestures, which can now do things like snap a screenshot. You, there are times when you do need to snap what's on your screen. Now with the Note 20. If you've got the S Pen in your hand, you press press and hold the button and just draw a squiggly line in midair. That will snap a screenshot. There is a video of of me a hands-on video of me demonstrating that feature on Tech Guide. If you want to check that out, you can actually see what I'm talking about. Uh, the other the other gestures are press and hold the button and, and draw an arrow down and that that'll or point it down. That will take you back to the home page uh, and on top of the existing gestures like being able to open the camera, being able to snap a selfie or activate the shutter for your normal photographs, uh, things like that. Uh, The device can also recognize your untidy handwriting and this is handy for me because my handwriting is a little bit untidy and it'll not only straighten it out, so if you write at an angle, it'll straighten it out on the page but it'll even make it more legible so it can, it can get used to your writing uh, and, and, and make it make sense of it, can you believe? I'd love to see a doctor do that. You know, doctors are notoriously got bad handwriting. I'd love to see how they would handle that. Uh, the S Pen, of course, uh, allows you to take notes and annotate documents and write on images and things like that. Uh, the Notes app, this is an interesting one. The Notes app now lets you, because what, what happens with, with a Sam, Samsung Note? You, you, you take out the S Pen and you write notes. Like instead of having a, a pad and a pen... You got your your Galaxy Note. Now, the Notes app will allow you to record and synchronize audio while you're taking notes. So if I'm, say, I'm conducting an interview that goes for about 20 minutes, I'm recording that interview, but also taking notes as I go. So if I want to return to part of that interview, I just simply click on a note that I wrote at maybe the eight-minute mark, and it will immediately take me back to the audio that was being recorded at that very moment. So if I'm doing an interview with, I don't know, Tim Cook from Apple... Uh, on on the note that's that's, uh, that's that's appropriate. But anyway, if I'm interviewing someone and they say something at the at a certain point, say they mention, oh, and by the way, we're going to be doing this, and and I put a big asterisk there. If I go back to the notes and click on that asterisk, it'll play that part of the audio, so I'll know exactly what he was talking about and quote him exactly as he as he was talking. So, very very handy new feature. The other thing too with the Note is that it'll also sync your photos and notes across other devices. And and Samsung have a partnership with Microsoft. So if you've got Notes, your emails, whatever you want to share within Outlook and OneNote, it will allow you to do that as well. The other powerful feature is Samsung DeX. This is the ability to turn your Note 20 into like a computer So all you need is a monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse, and this thing is like a desktop computer. Uh, For the first time, Samsung DeX is now wireless, so you can connect to a smart TV, Uh, you can mirror your screen on the TV, at a a keyboard and mouse, and you've got a pretty decent uh, monitor. It's also going to introduce UWB, which is short for Ultra Wideband Technology, which will enable a feature called Nearby Share. It's basically Samsung's version of AirDrop, so you can share data with other Galaxy users that are happen to be around you. And iPhone users are probably saying, hang hey, that sounds like AirDrop. Well, it actually is AirDrop. It's just Samsung's version of that technology anyway. The big feature on the camera side, of course, is uh, a, a, a terrific camera system, triple camera system. The Note 20 Ultra has a 108 megapixel wide angle camera. Uh, with 50 times resolution and 5 times optical zoom, but it's got 12 megapixel, another ultra-wide angle uh, lens and a 12 megapixel telephoto. The Note 20 has a 64 megapixel telephoto camera, 3 times optical zoom, 30 times super-resolution zoom uh, and also 12 megapixel ultra-wide and 12 megapixel wide angle. Camera-wise, you're covered. The the, the feature, though, uh, of the of both devices is that they're capable of recording 8K video at 24 frames per second. So this is this is a big deal if, you, if you're a videographer and you're hearing a phone can record 8K. That's really impressive. And at 24 frames per second, even more remarkable. What I did like though, they did have a pro video mode. And what that allows you to do is select different microphones depending on where the audio is coming from. So if you're recording someone, you're filming someone talking in front of you, you can press the microphone so it's facing that person. If you're filming a scene and you happen to be talking, you can face the microphone to yourself. Or you can actually do both. If you're recording something, person's talking, you're talking, you can record the whole conversation. So you can actually direct the microphone. But another, another cool feature of that is that, say you're filming someone at a distance and you're within Bluetooth range, they can, they can use, you can connect via Bluetooth to their earphones and the microphone in the earphones will be heard through the video, so you can pair and utilize that microphone on the wireless earphones they happen to be wearing as well. That is a really cool feature. So, camera-wise, they've got you covered, and really is taking the whole smartphone experience to the next level with this uh, with this new device. It, it covered. It's got you covered for power. It's got you covered for speed and performance. Productivity ticks all the boxes. Great camera, and it's available. August 21. Now, the Galaxy Note 20 will be available in three colors. The the new color they've introduced is Mystic Bronze. It actually looks quite smart, Uh, but there's also Mystic Green and Mystic Gray. Everything's Mystic. It's $14.99 for the 4G256 and $16.49 for the 5G256. 256. The Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, also available in mystic black, mystic white, and you guessed it, mystic bronze. Now, this is $1,849. That's a starting price for 4G, 256 gig. $1,999 gets you a 5G version with 256 gig of memory. And at the very top of the line, you got $2,199 for the 5G 512 Memory of the S20, the Galaxy Note Ultra, and that's with uh, that expandable memory as well. Uh, The Galaxy Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra pre-orders have already begun, and you can, if you pre-order, you are going to get a free pair of the Galaxy Buds Live earphones. We have done a hands-on video. There's plenty of photos that we've taken of the devices. We've already seen them. We've held them in our hand. Uh, You can see all of that uh, on the website, but uh, we are next going to talk about the other products introduced at Galaxy Unpacked. But in the meantime, as I said, if you want to take a look at that video, and read our story and see our pictures, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Okay, moving on. Uh, Samsung, it wasn't just about phones. They also expanded the Galaxy ecosystem with the Galaxy Watch 3, the Galaxy Buds Live, and the Galaxy Tab S7. Uh, starting with the Galaxy Watch 3. It's maintained its style and design. It's got that circular face, uh, so it looks like a regular timepiece. It's made of stainless steel, also has high-quality leather bands as well. Uh, For the first time, they're also going to offer a titanium model, which has all the regular features, like the rotating bezel, so you can move between apps and notifications and things like that. But the, the, the real achievement, though, is the Galaxy Watch 3 is actually 14% thinner than the original Galaxy Watch. It's also 8% smaller and 15% lighter. Yet, uh, and I've been using it for a few days, you'll, see, you'll hear my review next week, but uh, it, the battery life is also last two and a half to three days. You can also choose from more than 80,000 watch faces in the Galaxy Store or... Design your own. There's going to be two sizes to the Galaxy Watch 3. It's 41mm and 45mm, and both have LTE or Bluetooth variants. So you choose whether you want to have a cellular model or just a Bluetooth version. That's up to you. And naturally, this is a health and fitness product, and the new features on here take that to the next level. So it's health and wellness monitoring. Now, in the coming months, you'll be able to read your blood pressure as well as an ECG reading on the Galaxy Watch 3. And this is pending regulatory approval. They can't say that these features are active until they've been fully approved by the Medical Regulatory, regulatory Board. Apple is still waiting for its approval in Australia for its ECG technology, its, it's reader on its Apple Watch, and that's, that's nearly a year ago uh, they said that was coming. It's taken that long. I don't know how long Samsung's gonna take to get their approval. Whether they get it sooner than Apple or at the same time or what, but that is something to keep an eye out. There's uh, the Health Monitor app has also 120 different video workouts, so you can uh, it turns your you can cast to your smart TV and the Galaxy Watch can track your workout at the same time the 41mm galaxy watch is available in mystic silver and mystic bronze 45mm model is available in mystic black and mystic silver pricing 849 for the 45mm LTE version, 799 for the 41mm LTE version, and if you want the Bluetooth version, 699 for the 45mm Bluetooth, 649 for the 41mm BT. 699 for the 45 BT, 649 for the 41mm Bluetooth as well, and they'll be available, they're available actually now. Uh, Moving on, the other product they announced were the Galaxy Buds Live. Now, these are their new noise-canceling earphones, but they don't look anything like earphones. They look like beans. They're bean-shaped earbuds. And the unique thing about them is that they don't actually go in your ear. They go across your ear. So your ear canal I'm talking about. So you're not jamming anything into your ear canal, which can get a bit uncomfortable and can also sound like you're wearing earplugs what the Galaxy Buds Live do is they rest across your ear canal and direct the sound into your canal rather than being inside your ear canal. So better fit, a bit more comfortable to wear even for long periods of time. Naturally, Samsung utilise AKG audio expertise here. They do own that company. This product includes a 12-millimeter speaker as well as a bass duct as well. So actually, and I've been reviewing these as well, I can tell you now that they do sound remarkable. Noise cancellation is also pretty impressive as well, but more about them when I do a full review. There are three microphones and a voice pickup unit so your voice is really loud and clear on the phone. The active noise cancellation can also tune out any distracting ambient and sound and you can even seamlessly pair them of course between compatible devices. So if you're moving from say a phone, your Samsung phone to your Samsung tablet, they will follow you across. And you can also use the Galaxy Buds Live as a microphone. Remember I was talking about the pro video mode on the Galaxy, on the Galaxy Note 20 that can, these can be used as a microphone as well. The Galaxy Buds Live, they're $319 and also available now or free if you pre-order the Galaxy Note 20 and the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. Now, uh, finally for this segment, the Galaxy Tab S7 is the other product they announced and the S7 Plus, these are tablets. And again, this is like the powerhouse version of the tablet. They're available in an 11-inch version or a 12.4-inch Super AMOLED display. So it's kind of an iPad Pro competitor here. And for the first time, the Galaxy Tab S7 Plus will have 5G connectivity built in. So you've got to just pop in a SIM card and you've got a 5G device in your hands. Included is an S Pen that comes with it. So it turns the tablet into your personal canvas. So you're writing notes, you're writing down ideas, drawing, painting, whatever takes your fancy, you can get stuff done on the S7 and S7 Plus. And also available separately is a keyboard cover. And the keyboard cover includes a trackpad. And if you put it into Dex mode, it will transform it into the closest thing you'll find to a laptop. So you get that desktop look and feel, and you even get the, a mouse on the screen to control through the trackpad. So uh, it does really give you the opportunity to turn this tablet into a true laptop replacement. That Samsung book cover uh, will really help you do that. And with Samsung DeX, of course, that all plays a part and gives you this true computer desktop environment. The Galaxy Tab S7, it's priced from $1,149. Uh, the Tab S7 Plus is priced from $1,549. And again, Wi-Fi versions, 4G versions, and 5G versions available from all of them as well. Uh, you gotta wait a little while though for the Tab S7 and uh, Tab S7 Plus. They're gonna be released on September 11. So you got a, another month to wait there uh, before you can get your hands on those new devices the new tablets, but the Galaxy Buds Live and the Galaxy Watch 3 are available now. If you do want to take a closer look at those products, I've got pictures of all of those products, you can see them at techguide.com.au. Now, Samsung left till last the Galaxy Z Fold 2, and I've done the same. Um, they, they, I think they left it last for a reason. If they had us done this first, I think it might have overshadowed some of the things they spoke about uh, that they were going to speak about. So, the Galaxy Z Fold 2 is what I'm talking about now. This is the follow up to the original Galaxy Fold. Remember that that this was introduced. It was unveiled in February 2019. So, it was a year and a half ago when the first version of the Fold was released and it didn't actually have the best release because there were some early issues with early products that were sent to reviewers and and influences and there were all kinds of issues that actually forced Samsung to kind of go back to the drawing board and slight redesign of the product before releasing it it was due to be released in April last year but it didn't make Australian didn't make it to the market for Australian customers till November so that's how long they had to take to go back refine the hinge fix up the issues and then re-release it and, and the re-release product of course worked fine um, and Was good, not great, I'll I'll, I'll say. that It was great to see this new category of product in our hands, this folding phone, and there was a 4.6-inch screen on the front and a 7.6-inch screen inside. It had a silly notch on the right-hand side. The front screen was 4.6 inches. It was almost unusable, so you had to open it up all the time. So I think what Samsung's done is they've learned some pretty hard lessons. They really went to school on that first product and they knew, right, now we know where we need to improve it. And this new device, the Galaxy Z Fold 2, is the answer to that. It's, they have done their homework. They've gone out, and this new product has ticked all the boxes in terms of everything that needed to be fixed on the original fold. Samsung went out and did it. So they really learned the lesson. They listened to the customers and listened to the feedback, and the Galaxy Z Fold 2 is the result. And i got to say, I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to get my hands on it. This looks like a really premium device that'll give you a premium experience. It's a phone and tablet in one. Starting off with the front screen, it's 6.2 inches. So that's a phone unto itself and big enough to be usable. The 4.6 inch screen of the original it was, the keyboard was so tiny, it was impossible to type a message, it's basically just to know you had a notification, it wasn't, you couldn't really do anything on that front screen, well, with a 6.2 inch screen though, that's a whole other story, so you got plenty of room to move there, Uh, so again, big tick, big improvement, now you open it up, and it opens up to a larger 7.6 inch display, and no more notch, Of all that space they had inside, they still had to have a notch. That really annoyed me. Well, this time, though, there is no notch. There's a little hole-punch display, so there's an internal camera, peeks out through this small hole-punch. But even better, the screen technology has improved even further. Earlier this year, they released the Galaxy Z Flip. So Galaxy Z is obviously the folding category for for Samsung. That's their folding uh, section the Galaxy Z series, the Galaxy Z Flip had a folding screen that was actually made of foldable, bendable glass. And they've used that same technology now on the fold to give it that slight bit, of more, bit more strength, but it's glass that's thinner than a human hair, so it's flexible. Uh, so that, that's a big improvement there as well. And inside now, plenty of room to move for being productive. No mention if there's an S pen included or whether an S pen will work on that inside screen. Uh, generally, a folding screen you've got to really treat with care. They actually highlight in the instructions: look, you know, be careful how you treat the screen because it's folding. So it's not like having a solid. It's not a solid surface that can resist a lot of uh, a lot of damage or a lot of use and pressure. So the internal screen, I'm really interested to see how they've improved that 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 bendable glass I think would add to its integrity whether it can handle an s pen as well we will find out I guess when when the device comes out uh, the device itself when it's open and folded flat is just six millimeters thick and what Samsung has done already, the the hinge has also gone to the next level. So the hinge technology, which, which is already impressive, has been improved from the original device uh, I- even further. So what it what it incorporates is this way to uh, brush out any or avoid getting any debris inside the hinge. So there's like this brush effect that that every time you open and close the hinge, it keeps out any debris and keeps it so so it can work perfectly. Each and every time. The other big difference, too, though, is now the hinge can stay open at various angles, a bit like the Galaxy Z Flip, which I've reviewed, by the way, on Tech Guide. If you want to take a look at it, so this is a, a it'd be a totally new proposition. You can actually prop the phone up like a little mini laptop. So imagine the ability to type and have a little mini screen to set it up to take your selfies. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to how how this is received. Uh, the the uh, Galaxy Fold two. The hinge is very similar in terms of the shape. There is a slight little gap near near the hinge. It doesn't fold completely flat like some other folding phones, like the Motorola RAZR, which unfortunately I never got my hands on to review. But uh, the, the this has left a little bit of a gap to so that there's not as much pressure on the hinge, something that may add slightly to its bulk, but it's not a deal breaker. I think it's there sensibly. They've They've allowed that extra bit of space to give the hinge a bit of room to move a smart move, I think. Uh, The Fold 2 also has a similar camera system uh, and lens layout as the Galaxy S20 um, and the Note 20 as well. Now, they've adopted a similar three-camera rectangular camera system on the back panel. Uh, It's going to be available in, uh, you guessed it, Mystic Black, Mystic Bronze. I love Mystic. It's a Mystic product. Price and release date, We haven't got any information there, but they did mention something about September 1. Maybe that could be a pre-order date, and then they'll tell us on that date, maybe when it's released. But my thinking is this will be probably released later in the year, perhaps as late as November. Uh, I'm thinking they'll probably Samsung will uh, let Apple have its own launch and then probably release this after that. So probably late September, early October, we may see this in market. That's me speculating. I wouldn't want to... uh, I don't think they're going to try to crowd the airspace around the uh, iPhone launch. They'll, they'll respect Apple and uh, just give them a wide berth, and they'll probably release this into market just after Apple announces its iPhone 12. The Galaxy Z Fold, uh, there's plenty of images for you to look at. It is a very impressive device, I have to say. If you want to check it out, though, you can see our story and our report at techguide.com.au.
1: This is TechGuide.
0: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, your work, your gaming, video calling and more? What about when when you're doing all that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of your home. It's Wi-Fi, perfectly engineered. Ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com slash best fi And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Our reviews this week, we are kicking off with the Sony WH-1000XM4 noise-canceling headphones. And I've got to say, probably, probably one of the best pairs of headphones that's come across our desk in the past year, the Sony headphones are brilliant, the XM3s were brilliant, and these are not only as good, but better than the previous model, if you can believe that. They've, they've done a great job here not only improving the audio quality, but also introducing a range of intelligent features that take into account what we're doing and even when we're talking. We'll get into that in a minute. Now, they're priced at $549.95, so these are premium. They're the fourth generation of Sony's premium headphones, and they do give you, I've got to say, the companion app, so the Sony headphones app, gives you, I think, more control over any other pair of headphones I've ever seen. There are so many features you can, you can utilize, customize, activate, and we're going to go through them now. The first one I've got to talk about is Speak to Chat. This is a feature, I've called it a game changer in my review because you think about it. When you're listening to your headphones, you've got the noise cancelling on, you've got your music blaring. If you want to talk to someone, you've got to press pause, you've got to take them off your head or if someone talks to you, it's the same story. Well, with Speak to Chat, all you need to do is start talking and the music will immediately pause. So no need to press any buttons or remove the headphones. The microphones recognise your voice and stop the music, and then turn on ambient sound. So you can hear out the outside world clearer than ever before. So you can walk up and order a coffee, or walk into the gym and say good day, have a conversation, clearly hear everything without having to take the headphones off. I think that's a really cool feature. It focuses in on your voice. And after 30 seconds, the music starts up again. But you know what? That 30 seconds, a bit long. I reckon it should be 15 seconds. That, that's the longest 30 seconds I've ever waited for for my music to start. I didn't want to touch my device. I could have pressed play, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted the headphones to resume. Uh, speaking of that whenever you take the headphones off as well that does pause your music and you put them back on again it resumes your music Uh, design wise these look almost identical to the previous model they've got that soft leather finish soft foam on the ear cups and on the headband very comfortable Sony though has gone even better they've created even better noise cancellation the WH-1000XM4s have onboard dual sensor technology so they can detect outside noise pass the data onto the HD noise cancelling QN1 processor and then make a call in real time about adjusting the music accordingly so there's 700 calculations per second that it's making so the noise cancellation processing is calculated in real time thanks to that new algorithm. So you can hear, you listen to your music with no interruptions. Uh, Sony also uses the Edge AI with D-S-E-E extreme, which basically means being able to upscale your music. So uh, it can rebuild audio lost during digital compression. So when, when music is compressed, it does lose a bit of quality, does lose a bit of that ph- higher fidelity, this technology can rebuild it, uh, and it's, it analyzes the music in real time to achieve this, and even recognizes instruments and genres and individual elements of a song to rebuild the sounds lost in the compression. So it gives you a more complete and richer sound, and it did this. It worked with Sony Music, as a matter of fact, to develop this technology to learn how specific music signals are composed. So that's it's so intelligent that they've gone to that length to make sure you're getting the best possible outcome, uh, and look, it adds up to a stunning, stunning experience, noticeably improved over the previous. Uh, apart from the improved noise cancellation, the headphones also uh, have uh, even better clarity in my in my view, and scale, just the scale of the sound sounds a lot bigger, and same level of bass, which is pretty solid, and it, it also, if you want to take it even further, the new headphones offer 360 reality audio, and this is supported by certain streaming services including Tidal, 360 by Deezer. And nugs.net, never heard of that last one, but it does support this 360 reality audio, which is basically like surround sound for music. So you get your usual left and right separation, but you also get other directional movements. So the music appears to be behind you, in front of you, even above you, it does give you that really atmospheric sound. It is brilliant, but it only it's only supported by those streaming services. So not Apple Music, not Spotify, but Tidal, which is kind of your high res audio, the Spotify for high res audio is Tidal. That is also supported as well. Really remarkable. There's a great demo in the Sony headphones Connect app. You can actually hear the difference, and it is amazing. I was I was uh, about to to subscribe to Tidal just so I can hear my music and that sort of quality. In fact, I end up doing it. I think I've got the 30-day free trial, and it is brilliant. Uh, all these controls at your disposal. You can even optimize the uh, the, the level of noise cancellation and the uh, or the ambient sound as well. And for it to optimize the noise cancellation, you're actually required, or if you want to, take photos of your ears so it photographs your ears through the app so it can detect when the camera's pointing at your ear, snaps a shot. This this is uh, then used in the analysis so that you can Im- optimize the noise cancelling calculation. So knowing the shape and, and size of your ears is a factor in improving noise cancellation. Don't ask me how, but I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. Just by taking a photo of you is one of the things that that they do. Uh, the adaptive sound control also very handy as well because it can detect what you're doing. If it can detect you sitting still, it's going to turn off ambient noise and ramp up your noise cancellation. But if it detects you're walking or running or you're on public transport, it also changes, and you and you can specify the sort of change you want to occur. So it'll naturally, if you're walking or running, you want to be able to hear a little bit of the outside world just in case. You don't want to have cars and other things around you without hearing them. So it's, it's, it's even that intelligent. It can detect what you're doing. It's remarkable what it can do. Uh, there's also quick attention mode. And all you do is just place your hand over the right ear cup to lower the volume and allow the ambient sound in like immediately. Uh, And also, I mentioned, when you take off your headphones, it does pause your music and then uh, plays it again when they're back on also. Uh, In terms of voice pickup, this is pretty cool too. It's got precise voice pickup technology, and it utilizes five microphones that pick up voices clearly for your phone calls, and also for the speak to chat feature, and it works fantastic. Actually, really good sound from a pair of headphones. So if you're getting a call, you're still going to sound pretty good to the person at the other end. The other handy feature too, you can now connect two Bluetooth devices at the same time. So you can, you and a friend, you and your partner, whatever you want to do, both connect to to the headphones. And I'd I'd assume they'd have to have their pair of headphones too. Uh, And you can take turns in selecting songs. That's a fun little thing to do. Uh, Battery-wise, again, amazing, 30 hours on a single charge. And do you remember when we used to fly on planes to the other side of the world? That would have come in handy uh, for that. That's a sort of Sydney to London trip right there that you don't have to recharge it at all. Uh, even half your journey home, you, you're on the same original charge. The good thing too is that it uh, if you want to have a quick charge, you get just after just 10 minutes of charging, you get five hours of listening time, which that's pretty cool. The headphones of course also support Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, and they're available this month. They're gonna be priced at 549.95. And Not only one of the best sounding headphones, but also one of the smartest as well. So it lets you stay in a world of your own, or if you want to be part of a conversation, it allows you to do that as well as soon as you open your mouth. I think it's amazing. Uh, I want you to have a read of the of the review, check it out for yourself. You can even check out the images of the headphones. Uh, these are brilliant, the Sony WH1000XM4, 549.95 and if you want to read our complete review, check it out techguide.com.au. Next up, we're talking TCL. Now, TCL is a company we normally associate with televisions, and with for good reason. They're a big television company. They're the number one in China. They're big, big sellers here in Australia, uh, and they know a thing or two about displays, funny enough, being a TV company. So what they've done, they've actually brought that display technology into their brand new smartphones, the TCL 10 Pro, the TCL 10 L. And these aren't TCL's first phones, by the way. Last year, you may recall, they had a phone called the TCL Plex. This was a mid-price phone, and it was TCL's introduction into the smartphone world as TCL. TCL is also the brand behind Alcatel. So anyone who's had a, a, those affordable devices that, are, that offer great value, lots of features for under three hundred bucks, some are even under two hundred bucks, that's their entry-level brand. TCL is more their mid to high mid tier brand. The T- the TCL 10L four hundred and forty nine bucks. TCL 10 Pro seven hundred and forty nine dollars. And there is there is a difference between the two. Uh, there is a slightly better quality screen on the 10 Pro. It's got a Super AMOLED screen. The TCL 10L still good technology, still good screen. It's LCD. So uh, but both though have the TCL next vision technology, which is uh, p- provides real-time SDR to high dynamic range conversion, better contrast, better color and when you think about it, you're looking at a screen all day long, why not make that screen really nice to look at? And that's exactly what, what they deliver, TCL, with these new devices. 10 Pro has a 6.47-inch screen, AMOLED. Uh, the 10L has a 6.53, slightly larger, but uh, is it is LCD, not OLED. Slightly wider body than the 10 Pro, too. The uh, 10 Pro has more of a 21.5 by, by 9, 20.5 by 9 aspect ratio. It's a little bit thinner and, and, and longer. Uh, the TCL 10L is slightly wider and has that, uh, doesn't quite have that narrow screen shape. Uh, but both uh, are very impressive. The 10L has the flat screen. It's flat. The 10 Pro has the curved edges on, on it as well. So it gives it that more premium look. Uh, the 10 Pro also has, on the back panel, a four-camera system. But the good thing about the 10 Pro, though, is that it doesn't have a camera bump. Now some phones have this big bump and the Note 20 Ultra has a massive bump on it. The 10 Pro, the TCL 10 Pro is smooth. The rear panel is smooth. There's no camera bump. The 10L has a camera bump, but uh, these these are remarkable. The the 10 Pro has a 64 megapixel, 16, 5 and 2 megapixel lenses, as I said, flush with the back chassis. Uh, The 10L has a has also a four four camera system 48 megapixel eight megapixel two megapixel and another two megapixel macro camera macro is also very cool i took some nice macro images that are on my review on tech guide uh, the front uh, camera on the tcl 10l is 16 megapixel and the front camera on the TCL 10 Pro is 24 megapixel. So as you can see, the TCL 10 Pro has slightly better features, slightly better screen, slightly better camera, uh, slightly better design. So you can see the difference between the mid and the upper mid tier. So they've distinguished both of them very well. Cameras, the pictures are fantastic. you see some images I've shared on Tech Guide. I also made a video too. There's a video of me uh, talking about the 10L and 10 Pro and also my video interview with Sam Skontos, which you're about to hear so you can either watch it on Tech Guide or hear it in a few seconds uh, because we had a chat with Sam earlier and we started, of course, asking him about the next vision display and their value proposition.
1: Part of our DNA as a, as a, as a brand um, and our brand promise is all about display greatness with the TCL uh, smartphones. Display greatness is showing our greatness in the displays, um, showing our greatness with the brand promise and then allowing the consumer to show and display their greatness by using the, the phone and uh, being able to uh, video and take photos and, and share them and uh, show how great they are. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a new brand promise and uh, we're, we're pretty excited with the amount of uh, features that we pack into these at really, really good prices.
0: Just on the display, uh, I think we, we need to probably Ill- to illustrate to, to the listeners and the viewers that TCL is a
1: massive display company. We've obviously got a television arm. So you're putting all that technology into that smartphone. Absolutely. I mean, we look look at the the TCL TV business where they're number one in uh, the US, they're number two globally and in Australia, somewhere between two and three, depending on the the time. We've got a lot of experience. We've got a lot of know-how in displays. We're now taking that experience and know-how and putting it into our TCL smartphone displays. We've created the next vision technology, which is real-time visual enhancement of the device, and therefore it allows us to have crisper imagery, um, really good contrast and rich colours, and uh, the, the displays are just phenomenal. And that's where we have an advantage. And of course, customers when they buy a phone, they're buying not only a screen but also a camera, and the camera's also gone to the next level with these new devices, haven't they? They certainly have. We've applied the next vision technology into the cameras as well with artificial intelligence and we're getting to the stage now where we've got autofocus built into these. We've got um, uh, zoom capabilities. We've got wide angle capabilities. We've got really good bokeh effects. But the most important thing for us, which we get really excited about, is that we're focusing on the video. So we'll be able to offer you low light video capabilities and also real time tracking autofocus and stabilization it's come a long way
0: and price wise too, to the two
1: models so we've got the 10l and the 10 pro so is it it's 449 and 749 are they the price points that's correct the the 10l is um is positioned at the entry level of the mid tier at uh, $449 and get a lot of value in there with a quad cam camera and big display and and, and so forth. Uh, the 10 Pro is at 749 which is at the higher end of the mid-tier. But again, you know, beautiful display. It's an AMOLED curved display and, and, and a real fashion statement with some great colors and uh, nice-looking devices. That mid-tier and sort of upper mid-tier, that's kind of where the customers play, isn't it? Like not everyone's spending $1,500, 2000 on a phone. That is, Would you agree that would be the bulk of the market at that price point? Yeah, very much so. I think it's become the new premium, to be quite frank with you, as people are starting to watch their pennies and not spend, uh, you know, beyond their means or, or they're just watching to see what happens with the economy. But um, it's where the the activity is. It's where the, the real competitive battleground is right now, is that mid-tier. And the high end of that mid-tier is really where the new premium is. And but you've got some fantastic options out there of which the 10 pro is one of them. And um, you know, I've got to say the 10 pro at 749 with all these features and one of the best displays you can have in the industry um, is great value. It is you mentioned a pretty crowded market in that mid, in that
0: mid to high mid tier, a lot of brands that are playing in that as well, including I think LG released a phone recently by Samsung. So there are pretty big players in that space. And so, TCL of course, are competing with those brands. How do you think they 're going to fare
1: oh, I think we've we've got advantages over uh, certainly over some of the new LG products that we 've seen out there uh, uh, we 've got advantages. our displays are second to none. Our cameras have just got uh, phenomenal uh, uh, technology built into them, uh, especially the the video side of things um, you know we 're very, very confident uh, we 're very confident that when a customer picks it up and compares it with some of the other products on the market that they're gonna go with us is purely for A the display, B the camera and, and the C the, the video. So we're very confident it's a good product. It looks good, it feels good and functions fantastic. And you really get great value with a 749 for the 10 Pro and 449 for the 10L. Sam, we love chatting to you because we know you're a straight shooter. You tell it like it
0: is. Uh, I'm gonna ask you about 5G. How do you think 5G is faring? Is it is it too early to get excited
1: about it? Is it the right time? What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, um, 5G is an interesting um, topic. Um, I'm struggling at the moment with trying to say, well, what, what's the, the premium that you put on a handset that's 5G right now with a network that's not really readily available? Um, you know, it's it's very difficult to get access to a five G network. So, um, but I think we all have to prove ourselves that we are capable of doing five G, that we've got five G. I mean, it's a it's a statement, and we're going to have a five G device coming out within four weeks, which is very well priced as well. But really, the chipset in five G is not ready yet to be in mass production in order to mm-hmm. attract the mass consumer. Um, it's it's too cost. Uh, too costly, it's too prohibitive. Um, come Q3 of next year when the, the, the 5G chipsets will be available um, for the mass market, you're going to see a plethora of devices out there. It's going to be a, a massive range of um, uh, various devices that you can choose from. Right now, the network is evolving. Um, it's only the early adopters that are really getting their hands on it. People are aware of the 5G devices, but right now, the benefits struggling to uh, outweigh uh, the price and and also more importantly you get some great 4g devices at the moment that gives you good speed because 4g is not going anywhere anytime soon so you did mention that tcl does have plans to have a 5g device what later this year so in a little while in a few months or in, in the next six to eight weeks we will have a 5g oh. device and um you know it's 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 going to be a tcl branded product a, pretty similar to TCL Pro 10 Pro and um, mm. it's going to be well priced as well because it's TCL we're going to have a lot of features and and good value but at the same time you know um, be aware that uh, the, the 5G network is not readily available so it's uh, I think it's probably the worst kept secret though that Apple their iPhone 12
0: or whatever they're going to call the next iPhone is is likely to be 5G what sort of effect do you think that will have on the market, a lot of lot of customers, they kind of wait and see what Apple are doing, and it's really not official for a lot of customers until Apple jumps in, and it, by all indications, they are getting into 5G. What do you think that's gonna to do to the 5G adoption?
1: I look at, you know, Apple's got significant market share in Australia, and uh, they, they, they do have a lot of clout with the way people think and people buy. Uh, I think if Apple leads the way and starts to uh, launch 5G devices, then um, uh, by default, all the competition is going to start launching 5G devices. So before you know it, whether you use 5G or not, you're still probably going to end up with a 5G device. Um, so it, it really does mean that uh, if Apple launches a 5G device, it's going to increase the exposure, the awareness, and the availability of 5G devices. Then we all have to jump on the bandwagon because we've got no choice.
0: Mate, good luck with the, the launch of TCL. Hope you guys do well with that. And uh, we look forward to chatting to you soon. Thanks, mate. Good to talk to you. LG has announced it's going to be releasing a 48-inch OLED TV in September. Now, this is uh, a, a deliberate move by LG because they want to appeal to the customer who doesn't want a massive screen but still wants to experience the quality of OLED. But the other benefit, too, is if you're a gamer. If you're a gaming, if you're a fan of games, computer games, PC or console games, then the LG 48-inch CX4K OLED TV is probably your best choice for a monitor. And at, the, at 48 inches, it's it's not too big and not too small to sit on a desktop. Uh, you can actually see a great view of what you're playing. So it is it does complement the original range of 55-inch, 65-inch, 77-inch and 88-inch OLED models, but 48-inch has everything that the others have, including that 3840 by 2160 resolution, the same unmatched black levels, beautiful vivid colours and but in a 48 inch panel you still get the same high pixel density so there's still more than 8 million pixels packed into that 48 inch screen but for gamers it is remarkable because not only because of the screen quality but it's the first tv in the industry to have nvidia g-sync compatible so graphics are rendered in sync with whatever's connected to the tv whether it's a console or a pc and the technology it will also adapt the TV's refresh rate to the frame rate of the connected console or PC. So this is this variable refresh rate that is just is just bliss for a gamer. Uh, and because the LG pixels are also self-illuminated, they also give you this precision individual pixel control through amazing picture quality, but also low input lag. And it has a response time of one millisecond. So that's as good as you get on any gaming monitor. So, but without the flickering, without the screen tearing, without the stuttering that 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 these poorer monitors, that these less spec monitors offer. Also can handle HDR as well, HDR10 and Dolby Vision at up to 120 frames per second. But on the connectivity side, you're also getting four HDMI 2.1 ports. And that also adds other benefits. That 2.1 standard adds features like auto low latency mode. So it'll enable game mode and en- eliminate any unnecessary processing when the console is detected. All these add up to just an improved experience. It also has the e-audio return channel the enhanced audio return channel I should say which is eARC so you can experience Dolby Atmos through the TV when you've connected an external device like a soundbar for example Uh, it also supports the AMD FreeSync Premium and variable refresh rate that I've already mentioned Uh, it also has an HDR gaming interest group uh, gaming profile so that it can handle HDR the way games are meant to offer these high quality HDR graphics so All around an amazing experience, whether you're just watching your movies or if you're a gamer uh, and does also have Dolby Atmos and AI sound acoustic tuning on board as well. So you can tune into your room's acoustics and optimize the sound for even an even better experience. Uh, no word on pricing as yet, but interested customers can pre-register their interest. I have put a link up on our story on Tech Guide, So check it out. The LG 48-inch CX OLED 4K TV, of course. Check it out at techguide.com.au. This is TechGuide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by our friends at Norton. They're the company that can keep you you, and your family safe and private online. We live in a world where we're constantly connected. Cyber attacks are more prevalent than ever, whether they're phishing scams, ransomware, online predators, big data tracking your every move. It sounds scary because it is. Cyber threats have evolved which is why Norton has as well. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection, combining the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com.
1: And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk.
0: Tech Guide Help Desk, brought to you by our friends at Belkin. If you need a cable or a charger, speakers, you name it, Belkin is your, is the place to go, belkin.com forward slash au. Today on the Help Desk, we've had a couple of questions about passwords, and in particular, password managers. What the password manager does, the two I'll recommend to you are LastPass and Dashlane. Basically, a password manager thinks of of passwords, really long encrypted passwords, and can remember them across all of your all of your sites. And all you need to do is remember one password, which is the master password. So when you register, say you're joining a new site, LastPass will, will pop in and suggest a really strong password, and then remember it for you. So you don't need to be using the same password like other people do, and or a couple of passwords you use across all of your accounts. And when you think about it, the number of accounts we've got to track is is astounding. So that's that's why people use the same password because we just have so many passwords. You think about it: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the, all these, uh, eBay, you you name it, Netflix, Stan, anything that you need to log into needs a password, and that's everything. And and on average, I, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you to know that you've probably got 30 or 40 online accounts and imagine trying to remember a different password for every one of them. It's impossible. It's not something a human can do. So hence the reason why having these password managers like LastPass, like Dashlane, that can not only suggest strong passwords when you need them and also remember the passwords when you need them, but also change them every three months. And you don't even need to know. It'll just do it in the background. As long as you know that master password, you are in control. And it will remember across devices as well. So whether you're logging in on your computer or your smartphone, wherever you've got the LastPass or Dashlane installed, it'll remember your password for you. So no, don't be repeating your password. Don't be writing it down in a little book. Let Dashlane and LastPass do that for you. Those password managers are fantastic. Because what, what cyber criminals do, cyber criminals bank on us being lazy. And by so- someone who has the same password for all their accounts, imagine what happens if one of those accounts is compromised. The cyber criminal, you know what they're going to do? They're going to try every other one of your accounts. And guess what? If you've got the same password, they've got your whole online passwords and all of your accounts will be compromised. So keep that in mind. Dashlane, LastPass, great ways to manage your passwords. And all you have to remember is 1Password. And that is our show for this week. Everything we've spoken about, of course, you'll find at techguide.com.au and get in touch with us. Either email us directly, info at techguide.com.au or you can click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the homepage and that'll send an email to me. We want to give a special thanks too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, as we've always said, stay safe and stay connected.